Welcome to the Cobot Show, the podcast that breaks down the barriers of industrial automation. My name is Danielle Marlette from Universal Robots, and I will be your podcast moderator. My co-host today is Joe Campbell, longtime veteran of the robot industry and head of marketing for Universal Robots North America. And we also have a few guests with us today. Advanced Manufacturing Technology Department Chair and Professor Dan LaRochelle from Manchester Community College and Dave Kempsey, Principal and Founder of AET Labs out of Essex, Massachusetts. And today we are going to discuss robotics in the education sector. Joe, let's start. I'm very much looking forward to this, guys. Um, first question is, uh, is I'm going to aim right at Dan. Dan, when did you start seeing robots be a significant interest for your students um, and the community that you guys serve? So we've been watching collaborative robots for a while. Um, there was a, an NSF call, project call, four years ago, and now there's another one two years ago. And that really kind of got us started about thinking about, you know, how can we get that into the college and obviously, you know, integrate that into the curriculum. Uh, so we've been looking at it, you know, you go all the way back down to Baxter and some of the original ones that were really kind of, you know, just leader, like, you know, uh, new people in that field. Um, and then, you know, we got introduced to the UR robot, um, I think at one of the IMTS shows and it was really, really cool. That's good um, to hear. Good to yeah. hear. And we also saw it out in our trip to Germany when I was out, when I went to go visit, uh, visit Festo. Um, and we saw a bunch of applications there. And, and then this past year, the UR booth at IMTS was amazing. Yeah, we, uh, we missed those days when, yes. uh, <laughs> when, you, when you could get 100,000 of your closest friends together and, and look at automation. Um, however, I'm confident that we'll get back there. Uh, it might take a little bit of time. So, Diane, how, how, uh, how deep is your curriculum vested with robotics right now? Um, so we have a robotics certificate at Manchester Community College, um, and we cover pretty much everything that a robotics technician would come across, uh, whether that be the design part of it, the PLC part of it, the mechanics part of it, um, you know, the electronics part of it. We kind of round out that whole package so that that robotics technician can go into the workforce and make an immediate impact. Um, and we've added the collaborative robot three years ago uh, to our curriculum, and it's really seen, shown a big boost in our program uh, because the kids pick it up so quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. Very understandable. Um, yeah. Dave, you're one of our favored vertical distributors in the education space. Um, how did you kind of uncover the need for cobots and what brought you to us? Um, well, I mean, we've been in the educational space for about 50, 15 years. Um, AET, we design and outfit and support technical labs for education. So Dan's been a longtime customer of ours because we help provide solutions into schools uh, to teach students skills in automation technology and robotics. So, um, yeah, it, it, we've, um, you know, we were, we were kind of involved in, in the industrial robots for many years. And, um, you know, we, we saw at, at a lot of this, the vocational technical schools and, and even some of the colleges that are using these, we saw there that, you know, these solutions that the students were using kind of, you know, lacked the interaction um, 
-hmm. being able to, you know, they're, they're behind uh, a cage or behind glass. And um, what we saw, what I saw was the future. And um, the future with, with UR being a collaborative robot, you can lose all that glass, you can lose the cage, yeah. you can mount the robot on a mobile stand and roll it up next to a table. And then you can do whatever you want with it. And so it just wowed me. It, it just, it, something clicked. And I said, education needs this. And uh, Dan's a trailblazer though, because Dan, Dan was doing this before we got involved um, with, with UR. And so I think part of what got us connected with UR was even talking with Dan and talking to other educators out there, what, they're, what, what they lack, what they'd like to see um, the, their students gain for skills. And, and a lot of them don't know what they don't know until we actually tell them that this exists. So yeah. it's exciting. It's exciting to, to, to be on the forefront of this. And, and UR is, is we, we just see that, again, the future with UR. I, I can I can say very specifically when I when I came to UR two and a half years ago, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, um, I, I I liked the company, I liked the energy, I had a little bit of an idea, but I had really no appreciation for the the scale of it, um, and and how the behavior is completely different. Um, I'm assuming that both of you guys see this as I do. I spend a lot of time talking to. Um, engineering and operations people and helping them think differently about how to apply cobots because uh, they tend to take you know the first look is through a traditional lens and uh, you have to help them see that there are other ways to make investments and get returns. I totally agree with you on that. I mean it, it's changed our, the way we think of how people should be teaching this. In fact I look at, at um, it, it all comes down to applications. I think what really turned me on was, um, you know, so we as a as a, um, a value added reseller, um, we could we we'd have to sell a package for industrial robot that was already integrated. We couldn't do anything more than sell than sell a package that was already done. And if we weren't we wanted to have anything customized on that or anything special, we couldn't do that. We we did not have the expertise to do that. But with UR and the UR plus um, program where you've got these third-party companies mm -hmm. that bring these applications to, uh, to, to the customer, to the, end, to the end customer so easily. I mean, it integrates uh, easily with the UR caps. Um, I saw that as just being a huge win for, 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 for people. So, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's the sky's the limit with it, and it's exciting. So Dan, what application areas do you focus on in the curriculum? Are you kind of, or are you staying kind of on the general topics? Oh, we go, we go pretty deep in a lot of areas. Um, one of the things that I liked in, you know, David just touched upon this is um, the apps built into the UR interface uh, where you can take a, a robot, robot, uh, robot IQ uh, gripper and camera mounted on the, on the UR robot and everything just works. You yeah. can't take an industrial robot, a Cognex camera, and just make it work. Nope. There's a lot of secret sauce that you got to kind of figure out. You need to get communication protocols. So that simple power, you know, when I show the students that, I show them the UR robot with the vision camera and the smart gripper, um, and then I show them the industrial robots that look the same. And then they're like, I want that one. 
yeah. uh, because they can integrate it better. They can see themselves doing a value uh, impact to their employers when they say, hey, I can do this or I can automate this or I can load that CNC machine with your robot and I can do this, this and that because they understand the whole design process. Um, there's a great book out there called Lean Robotics. Mm -hmm. uh, and I use that book very exclusively with a lot of our students. We walk through that design process because it mentions why are we doing this? Yeah. Why are, why are we automating this? Should yeah. we automate this? Yeah. Sam, again, Sam is, uh, Sam is, is uh, he is very good at capturing that spirit and getting people to understand it. Yeah. And it, so, and I think that's a very powerful impact, no matter what kind of robotic cell you're, you're integrating, but especially with collaborative robots. And again, industrial robots are hard to integrate. These collaborative robots can be put anywhere. Okay. And yeah, they're not yeah. as intimidating for employers to um, in, integrate uh, once you show them. So we actually bring them in the lab and we show them how easy it is to use. We put the teach pendant in their hands and we let them play with the robot. And that alone, it's for, for the younger students, especially some of the high school students, they, it's like a video game to them. Absolutely. They naturally play with the pendant uh, and they move it around in its perspective. You click a couple capture buttons and immediately you have a program. Yep. There's yeah. not many yeah. other robot controllers that can do that. Well, you, you talked about IMTS uh, when we opened up and uh, uh, the way I, I try to describe our, our trade show presence, which again, we're going to get back to, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like an Apple store the week before Christmas. <laughs> right. Because, because everybody wants to touch and everybody wants to pen it in their hand and you could watch the understanding wash over people uh, when they realize, I think the other thing that's, that's interesting about the product is there's that simple pick it up and program interface. But if you want to do really hardcore development, you can get to that layer as well. Yeah. The, a lot of the scripting behind it is actually pretty powerful too writing your own programs and doing your own macros. There's a lot of really powerful stuff under the hood in addition to the, to the simple interface. So what kind of industry do you serve out of Manchester community college? Do you, I mean, I, every, every good university or college has industry partners and I know you guys do too. Yeah. So, um, so the one that we've, that we've partnered with the most is Hitchner manufacturing. Mm -hmm. um, and they do uh, thin walled casting of precious metals. Um, um, and, uh, so th they're actually, <laughs> they, they're the ones that convinced, uh, me to, well, convince my, <laughs> my advisory board and let me buy a UR robot because he was using them in the, in his applications at Hitchner. Um, and it was, you know, I mean, it was a very, he wanted more students with that experience to go sure. into that facility. So, we do like a lot of machine tending, you know, loading and loading machine tools, loading and unloading yeah. any kind of uh, uh, injection press or plastic injection molding and things of mm -hmm. that nature. Um, we do a little bit of assembly, um, but you know, the the trick to a lot of robotics well, and understanding it is it's all behind closed doors and nobody knows what's going on behind those closed doors. So, you know, I, I try and open those doors as much as I can without creating any IP issues 
Of course. Um, but, <laughs> thank you, thank you, know, you for that. <laughs> some, some of those UR robots are doing some magical, magical stuff, and, you know, they can't see it. Yeah. But, again, you know, when we have applications where we can bring students in, you know, even videotaping some of the applications and showing that, uh, it's been pretty, pretty good. Do your students, uh, how many of them are going into the industry and actually working with robots after they graduate? Um, I would say at least 50%. My program is advanced manufacturing. We specifically uh, focus on mechatronics and automation technicians. Uh, so they kind of run the gamut. Some go into automation, some go into R&D, some yeah. go directly into just maintenance. Yeah. Um, so I we try and teach them to have a very large skill set or a big bag of tools. So when they go into that into that application, they can be a true problem solver and almost be like a, a junior engineer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we do a lot of work with 3D printing and printing our own custom grippers and things of that nature that we, they can bolt directly onto the UR fingers or the... Uh, the gripper itself, the yeah. The gripper itself. So, again, I'm having them, having our students be more than just technicians and be really applied technicians, I think is really helpful. And the engineers that they work with really appreciate that. I want to come back to that applied discussion here in a minute. Um, Dave, what do you see? I mean, you're talking to lots of different schools at lots of different levels. Are you seeing a similar reception? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I think it's, I think it's eye-opening with collaborative robots. That's it's, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Um, they need to, to think differently now and how um, how they approach um, a problem and how they're gonna how they're gonna solve that, um, and you know I think that's that's the beauty of what you can do with with, with universal robots is is it's so approachable, and and like you're saying yeah you can do something um, you know with pretty simple interface you can do really simple um, things but you can also really get into the weeds and 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 go deep with um, you know you can you can you can make some good use in, in a university level with with some of the capabilities there so yeah um, doing some amazing things with it I, I think that ease of use has been key we've had a lot of, a lot of success tremendous success actually in the small and medium businesses um, yeah and the thing about it though is we, we we try to say hey look it's 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 easy to use but you don't you know it's you still need to teach skills you know there, exactly. there, there's a skill set that needs to be taught and, um, and, and, and some of those skills, we're, we're not even, we haven't identified those things yet. And you know what drives that? It's going to be the applications that drive it. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's also really important, too, because there's so much push now for go and get your college degree. Go and get your bachelor's. Go and get <coughs> your match, uh, master's. And what are you going to do after that? Um, and, Dan, you're doing something amazing with these not only um, high school kids, but these those going through college, you're giving them the set of tools that they can go into any of these markets uh, that you're preparing them for, and they they're going to have a some form of a job afterwards. After they get out of college, they're going to have skill sets. The robotics industry is growing impeccably, and there's yep. always a need for people to operate these robots in these applications and industries. Well, and that's the that's the whole uh, topic about applied versus uh, R and D or development. Um, I mean, there's a lot of universities that do a phenomenal job, um, 
you know, training and educating uh, abstract roboticists who can, who can really worry about the next generation design. But what I hear most often in industry is give me somebody who can help me automate this particular process. I'm looking for applied technology. And I, I will say one thing on that too. It's, it's, you know, I'm going to keep on, I sound like a broken record with the applications, but um, it's, it's taking all these different technologies um, and, and being, you know, again, the applied technician, um, uh, applied engineer, um, this applied technology is using all of these things like Dan's talking about. It's, it's, it's um, you know, integrating that, that robot with, with a PLC, making sure you have the right sensors. We're going to throw a robotic gripper on there or something. Um, and, and then you've got to think of the hardware itself. How is it going to be mounted? Is it going to be mobile? Um, mm -hmm. And as, again, I go back to, I'll go back to the UR plus, you know, um, program. There's just a, a phenomenal uh, group of third party companies that can help you make those decisions and help, steer your project in a way, um, make you think of ideas that you never thought of before. Yeah, I had a, I had a review with the UR Plus team earlier this week, and I believe they're up to 325 products in yep. the, the UR Plus program, which is just incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's just we, incredible. We, we, we've got, um, you know, one of the areas that we see um, that's been becoming more and more popular is, is um, robotic welding. Mm -hmm. And so we've, we've, you know, we've sold in the past some industrial robots that will do, that will, you know, they're, they're hefty systems and they will do some, some really cool things, but you know, the, the students are just, they're not, they're not using them. They're not using them. Um, and we found another, we found a UR plus partner that, that has got a great system that we are looking at um, getting into our first school um, sometime later this, this summer. So who are, you, who are you working with, Dave? Uh, I believe it's Vectus. Yep, I, I, I think I think a lot of those guys, they're very, very skilled in town. And it's interesting because most of the Vectus team uh, is kind of like me. They came from the traditional side, right? And, and so, you know, they've been selling traditional robots into arc welding for a long, long time. And they have absolutely seen the light. Uh, arc welding, seen the light. That's a bad pun, yeah. but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, it, no, it is, uh, it is good. In fact, Dan, I was going to ask you about some of the process applications. Um, I get assembly and I get machine tending and material handling. Have you looked at the process applications like uh, surface finishing, grinding, deburring, welding, dispensing? Yeah, we actually, uh, one of my students, you know, one of the neat parts we do uh, here is we do senior projects and that's our manufacturing systems two class. And his, he actually worked for a lens company, and he his senior project was to take the UR robot and basically do a surface finish on grinding a lens. And this actually got him a promotion at his company because he was able to do it as – he did it as a work job as part of his curriculum, wow. um, and it, it actually got him promoted. And now he's the one designing – you know, he was a machinist. He was a tool and dye yeah. maker. Yeah. But he wanted that robotic skill, and he had all this passion. He knew what had to be done on the manual process, and then he just needed that little bit of skill set. And I will tell you, this is a great plug for your curriculum. You know what I mean? Your UR Academy is unbelievable. You know what I mean? That really yeah. puts the kids – it gets them started, right? It starts the conversation. 
So I tell all my students, go through there, go through these nine modules, and then walk through them. You know, understand everything. And then when they hit the lab, they hit the lab running. Yeah, they, they, they truly they truly can actually do some some of the fundamental programming right away. Yeah. Better yet, better yet, Dan, I don't know if you know that there is now a new UR certification program. So. Okay, yep. good to know. So yeah, it's uh, it is it is, and it's um, we've seen that play out that that mix of process knowledge and robot knowledge. Um, in a lot of different ways. We've, we've got multiple examples where somebody came from a line operator role, learned the robot and became effectively the plant level robot technician. Yep. Right? We've also seen it where um, you find an old veteran who knows the process, right? And we've seen this a couple times in arc welding. And then you kind of see the young engineer who knows programming, not afraid of the keyboard, right? Maybe a gamer but doesn't know anything about welding. And we've literally watched these multi-generations kind of bond together and say, well, right, we can figure this out because I know the process and I know the, I know the programming. It's a great match. Yeah, it's very powerful. Good. So Dan, um, what's next for you? Do you have uh, aspirations to take the program to different places and different levels? Well, you know, one of the things, it, it, you know, the the expense of any robot, getting them into the classroom is really tricky. So some of the simulators were really good. Um, I, um, I'm i sure you're familiar with Ram Tech and Rich Ramey. Yep, absolutely. Okay, he's a friend of mine. Uh, he does some amazing things out there. And I'm always uh, envious of some of the robot labs he has and, you know, a whole bunch of, he has eight, eight, eight UR robots just sitting on bench. So it's cool. Like, I mean, eventually I'd like to do something like that and almost do like a little bit of a road show uh, where you can bring these out to the schools because not every school can afford it. And that's one yeah. of the problems we have in education, especially in New Hampshire and, you know, justifying the cost of that robot in, a, you know, in lieu of something else is, is hard. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so funding for this kind of technology um, and new ways to develop that would be great. I do a lot of stuff with NSF and ATE. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, future grants will allow me to, you know, fund some of those cool labs like Rich has. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I think that's where you're, you know, I mean, he's really doing a great job out there. Um, and I, and I think that that, you know, having programs like that are, are going to be helpful where, getting more people to come and touch it and see it and look at it, I think is important. So. Well, I think, you know, I think, and I believe me, I am no grant expert or funding expert uh, whatsoever, but um, what I have learned is that uh, we, we really do have a severe labor crisis in manufacturing. We do. Um, I mean, we're all looking forward to coming out of this pandemic phase. Thank you, please. But the reality is, uh, I just looked at the statistics from December, there's 475,000 unfilled jobs in manufacturing today. And Dave, I don't know if you're having the same conversations and, and same with you, Dan. I've yet to talk to a plant manager or production manager or manufacturing VP or whoever who is not struggling to hire talented staff into the manufacturing environment. 
I think what I what I see is that a lot of a lot of these manufacturing manufacturers are they've lowered at least around here maybe they've lowered the bar in the type of person that they hire, meaning that a lot of places like Dan Dan can only put out so many students that are qualified. Yeah. There are only so many of these programs around there around here, and and so they're just taking someone who hey will they show up on time? Will they show up every day? Is he worth investing in? And then they'll 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 train them on their own. And that's that's a big investment. Um, you yeah. know, when, at what point are we going to be able to you know have more programs like Dan's that are, are are delivering a package package that has competencies that manufacturers want and that they need, um, so they can run their businesses effectively and have a and have a good talent pool to choose from. Um, so, and like you're saying, I mean, you and I we're we're look, we're we're not the future. The students that are out there are the future. Um, you know, the, the applications that they're going to be um, involved with are, are, are ones that we haven't even, even dreamt of yet. So Absolutely. there's a whole skill set that they need to acquire. And, you know, I mean, cobots are going to be right there, a major part of it. Well, I, I also think that um, if we're smart about communicating this value proposition, um, I think funding should break loose. And, and what I look at all the time is, and, and by the way, we love to sell to big companies, is, right? That's, that's a lot of fun. And they, they're bought into automation and they, they buy a lot of automation. But what I'm seeing so much of is a small and medium enterprise where they don't have the depth of talent. And Dan, they would love to have one of your graduates, just one. <laughs> that could be the, you know, the enabler for a program. But that whole segment has been so underserved by traditional manufacturing. And uh, I think it's really important that we continue to build them up. And hopefully that'll, that'll free up some funding, some grant money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was just talking to my president of my college this uh, last night. And, um, last week I had uh, four companies reach out to me with open positions. With, op- with in just in those four companies, over 40 positions open. And they're looking for my seniors that are going to graduate this semester. I don't have that many students. No. Um, so again, there's this huge unbalance of how do we get kids excited about entering the field of manufacturing and robotics? And one of them is with a collaborative robot because you can put it in their hands. They can see themselves doing the position. If they yeah. can see themselves doing the work, then they're more likely to follow that. You know, I mean, everybody thinks that manufacturing is this dirty, horrible job. You know, I'm from Manchester. Uh, we had the mill buildings here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, you know, Grampy lost a finger in the mill buildings, and I don't want that job. Uh, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, but that's, but that's what they see manufacturing. But now if you look in the, in the manufacturing here uh, in Manchester – we have Autodesk. We have Dean Kamen's company, Deca. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we have uh, you know Army, which is 3D printing uh, tissues and organs. You know, what I mean, so it's cr- like the technology in those mill buildings is a, a great example of how manufacturing has evolved into this high tech thing that's in a lot of cases in a clean room. Well, and, and I have I don't have I don't have statistics on it, but I can tell you more and more plant managers uh, are reporting that it's easier to attract 
hires across manufacturing when they have cobots deployed, right? Because they're perceived as a different type of automation. And they're, as you said, they're approachable. Um, and so I've, I've, I've heard more than once that it's easier to hire. In, in, in fact, um, as you guys know, we do a lot of case studies, you know, which are incredibly valuable. But the customer companies, actually, in many cases, the HR department wants the video because they use it in their recruiting. <laughs> and to me, and that's a, that's a real testament to, to what we're doing here. That's great. It is. Guys, it has been a great conversation. I know Danielle has kind of given me the high sign. We're just about wrapped up, uh, at least on our time frame. Any last thoughts before we break? Uh, you know, thank you for this opportunity. Um, again, getting more and more uh, people knowledgeable about cobots and their applications um, is going to be critical if we really want to bring manufacturing back to the U.S. and really prosper as a nation. Um, and collaborative robots is the way to do it. I'm biased, but I happen to agree. <laughs> Sounds great. I agree as well. And you summed up nicely, Dan. Um, I look forward to, to, to the different applications out there. I, I love working with the schools that we work with and, and people like yourself and seeing the, you know, what you guys are the, the, are doing, what's the future going to be and what it's going to hold. And I think these, these, these cobots are, are certainly at the leading edge. So exciting. Well, I think I thank both of you. It's uh, it's been a good conversation today, and we've we've done some good business together. And with luck, we'll continue that. All right. Excellent. Take care, Danielle. Thank you want to Danielle? You want to wrap us up? Yes, I will. So we have a slew of automation information coming your way. So if you aren't already following the Cobot Show, follow us here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And this episode and many others are also available on our website at universal-robots.com podcast. If you have a specific question about what we discussed today or you're looking for next steps in automation or even have a suggestion for a future podcast, look in the description of this podcast or email ur.na at universal-robots.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks, Dan and Dave, for coming on. My pleasure. Yeah.